Well, hello, lovely listeners. Um, Again, I've been a little bit slack on getting these episodes up. Uh, I've been having some challenges for the last couple of months, really. And every time I think I've gone around a corner and I'm in a better space, um, something will bring me down for a couple of days. So enough of that. Um, But it brings me on to what I'm going to share today. This is probably the hardest share I have ever done on video, on podcast, um, in my life, because it's still very real and still very current, should I say. And um, yeah, so really the focus of today's episode, and I've got no plans for this, so it's going to go where it goes, is about self-worth and more importantly, lack of self-worth. And so to give you some context, a few months ago, um, I was in a relationship with somebody that I've known for 25 years. And we had been together two years, three months as a couple, but I've known him for much, much longer than that. And the friendship has been there probably for the last 19, 20 years after his marriage broke up. And he came to me for help and support and I was there for him. And I feel like I have wanted to be there for him and because he struggles with his mental health at times, anxiety, stress. Um, he had a traumatic childhood and, and I've always seen the best in him and always wanted to help, help him try and get to a place of peace in himself. And um, and certainly that was even more enhanced when we were together as a couple, because it's 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 what I do in terms of trying to help other people. I've realized more recently what that is actually all about. Um, and it's about my own stuff that's going on internally. So rather than focus on myself and give myself the the time and the healing and the love and everything else, um. I give it to other people because that makes me feel better um, in those moments. But but ultimately, what it's doing is I'm neglecting myself. So that's been an awareness I've come to have over the last few months. And um, so anyway, um, a few months ago, the relationship, I mean, in 2020, the relationship had just deteriorated as far as I um, could see his verbal abuse was getting worse and worse. I couldn't do anything right. It was very critical of everything I did. And um, I kept making allowances for him, you know, stress levels, anxiety levels. He ended up going back on antidepressants. Um, he stopped drinking whiskey when I was around because that didn't help. Um, but of course, none of that is getting to the root cause of whatever's creating this this anger and rage inside him. And um, he tends to blame everybody else for his actions rather than taking responsibility for the fact that he's got he's still got this ongoing thing, which yes may have been caused from his childhood and the trauma that he suffered. Um, but there's only so long that we can keep using that as a reason for our bad behavior. 
especially when it impacts other people. So basically a few months ago, um, on a final trip, uh, on a weekend away that I, me and my son had booked for him for his birthday, um, it all came to a head and he, and it was the first time I'd properly suffered domestic physical abuse. Um, and I say proper, every kind of physical, physical abuse is, is physical abuse because it wasn't the first time I'd had drinks thrown over me, um, previous to that night. And, um, I had made excuses. He was very convincing that, you know, in the, the first time it happened that I was the issue. And um, yeah, so it's really difficult for me to bring this up because this podcast is called The Never Settle Podcast. And it was born out of the fact that I did settle for many years in job, um, relationships, um, marriage and so I became very passionate I've become very passionate about people not settling in their own lives and whatever that looks like for them and yet I knew damn well in this relationship that I was um settling that I was cutting half my arm off to to suit the other person that I was putting my needs certainly my emotional needs last and it was all justifiable in my mind because of the fact that, you know, he's got issues, I'm trying to help him. If we can just get, you know, if we can just get him to find a solution that's going to be able to help him release this, this hurt and rage that's still inside him, then we stand a chance. If we can increase our awareness of our personality patterns, for example, that was a book I bought for his birthday and I've I've read it. Um, we've all got our own patterns that we, when we get triggered, we default to certain patterns and those patterns are not who we truly are. They're, they're just patterns and they're patterns that have been developed from a very young age where our needs were not met as a, as a very young child. And so we develop these patterns to cope and as a defense mechanism, they are also positive because it, it, um, it creates our skills and strengths as well. Um, but yeah, so, so I, I just had all of this hope still because I could see through the bullshit. I could see through, um the nastiness and I could see who he actually is who his soul is what I hadn't realized and that's this has come more lately is that he's completely lost and can't has lost sight of his soul you know he very often would say to me that he's a horrible person he's this that and the other and I would say no you're not I I see through that shit you know da 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 which is the truth. Um, however, I have to um, acknowledge that this showed up in my life because I still have healing to do on my own self-worth and on my own self-love. Um, and so that happened a few months ago, which obviously split the relationship. But it wasn't that easy for me in terms of letting go because not only were we friends for 25 years or I've known him for 25 years, probably more so friends 20 years. Um, he was a, a musical partner. So music has been a big part of my life. Um, and so we've, we've done that over the last 25 years and obviously more recently became a romantic partner. 
And so the level of emotion and hurt and betrayal that I felt was just so huge, um, especially given the fact that all I've ever tried to do is help him find peace and, and you know, and try and make suggestions, guidance, even giving him Reiki when he was very stressed, you know, which helped. And, and, and even at his nastiest, I was never nasty back. It's really hard for somebody like me to, to get your head around that, why somebody would want to be so hurtful. Um, and then it took me a few months to start coming back to some kind of sense of who I, who I am, because what I also realized, um, and if he ever listens to this, he ain't going to like this. But what I also realized is that he displays a lot of narcissistic traits. I didn't even know what a narcissist was when I was in the relationship. And I've done a, I've done a lot of research since, and it's it's classic. And it's also classic that narcissists and empaths get together because the narcissist is, um, you know, needs to be right, blames everybody else except themselves. And the empath usually will just take that and take that and take that. Um, and so when you and so after doing all the research on it, and I don't like the term narcissism, by the way, I need to make that as a caveat because it's so overused these days, um, especially in America, it seems. But um, but he definitely does have narcissistic qualities, traits, which mirror if you ever read the five personality patterns, it's a great book by Stephen Kessler. It mirrors the rigid pattern. So it's like reading the same thing, basically. And when you've been, if you've never been in one of these relationships, it's hard to imagine. But when you're in it, you don't realize what's going on because they're very good at um, being, uh, making you believe that it is your fault. They're very good communicators, very articulate. Um and the woe is me and the, you know, I'm a selfish cow rather than him being a selfish bastard um, was, I suppose, easier at times for me to swallow. Less so as the relationship went on and I started to understand that this is bullshit. Like, and I said to him a few times, why the hell are you with me? All you do is criticise. And I have to question myself as to why I stuck around so long. And I know damn well it was this huge connection from such a long time of, of being friends and knowing each other. It was my need to heal him and help him heal, which was probably um, so I could deflect away from my own healing needs. It was an arrogance in me that, um, you know, this never settled podcast. I thought I'd sorted myself out, you know, after leaving my marriage and and getting myself back to uh, a life that I enjoyed and how could I get into this situation again how could I end up settling again so there was probably probably a lot of denial going on as well which is all normal human behavior um and something that I've probably beaten myself up quite a lot over over the last few months but you know what I've got to a point where that's just useless it's wasted emotion all it does is make myself feel like crap and um it's not going to help me heal. So, so yeah, so I wanted to share this because self-worth is a massive, massive issue for 
a lot of people, and I would say probably the majority of humanity, if I'm being brutally honest, it's certainly an, an issue for my ex as well. Um, <clears throat> and when you don't love yourself enough or when you don't recognise your worth, um, you do shitty behaviour. You do, whether it be detrimental to yourself or detriment, detrimental to others, you know, people that are alcoholics or uh, drug users, um, sex addicts, all of these things, these are as a result of escaping the reality. And the reality generally comes with a lack of self-love and a lack of self-worth. And that's not that's not people's fault in terms of where they've come from, if they've had abusive childhoods or or even, you know, absent childhoods where caregivers or parents weren't there. Or, you know, some people have really traumatic childhoods, like in the care system you know, the foster system, um, being abused both physically, sexually, you name it. Um, and so, and I was I was listening to something the other day, I'm trying to remember now what it was, but he basically said, all of the world's problems pretty much is down to child abuse because when that child grows up, it doesn't know how to, you know, it hasn't been given the love and the needs. His The needs were never met. They might have been abused on top of that. So when you've got a child that grows up that didn't get their needs met, didn't feel loved, might have been abused, you can start to understand why there is, you know, so much despicable behaviour in the world and why people are so mentally unstable, anxious, stressed, suicidal, depressed, all of these negative mental uh, states. Um, I feel like I've gone off on a tangent there, but it made it made perfect sense. You know, child abuse and not getting our needs met as a child creates the rest can. Sorry, I'm going to say can create the rest of your life until you get to a point where you want to change that, and this is where. Unfortunately, the majority of people will stay in victim mode and they won't get the proper help that they need. They claim that they don't know where to start looking, even though they've been given a million suggestions. And other therapies and counsellings haven't worked. Well, the first, the, the, the only way you can start to heal yourself, especially if it's in light of past bad behaviours, is to take responsibility for those behaviours and stop blaming it on your childhood and stop blaming it on that person and that person and that person. Until the day you take responsibility, and I mean 100% responsibility, you'll never heal. Um, and unfortunately, um, with a lot of people in this world, they prefer to stay in victim mode and shirk it off. So I'm back to the self-worth. I wanted to share this with you. It's not easy um, because it's been a very traumatic time. It's been a very upsetting time. And um, the emotional side of it has been worse for me going through this. And I've been probably, to begin with, probably embarrassed to share this because I should know better. I'm a coach. The red flags were there from month three. Um, I made excuses, I made allowances, 
but you know what? I'm going to just be kind and gracious to myself because my heart was in the right place. I loved unconditionally. I so wanted to be the person that could help him get to a place of more peace. Um, and for that, I literally took a beating in in many different ways. However, it was there to show me what still needed healing in me. And that is to love me and my little girl and know how to do that rather than um, looking for that externally, whether that be in another relationship, whether that be trying to heal the world, you know, trying to help everyone that comes to me for guidance or anything like that. Um, and so I see that. I see that. And that is the work I'm doing now. I'm going through a, an energy healing program right now which is um which is amazing and it's allowing the it's allowing the layers of trauma which have therefore they could have been there we've all got stuck energy in our system could have been there all lifetime um you know since I was a kid because I've got my own patterns and maybe even past lifetimes if you believe in that which I do and I I know I I, it's now been confirmed to me that um, I am carrying past traumas from my past generations. Um, that all might be hocus pocus to you, but it's the truth for me. So, so yeah, that's the journey I am now on. And I'm able to, and it's amazing because I'm doing this work as well at the moment with another coaching company where I'm doing sales and support as well as a bit of coaching. And um, honest to God, the amount of people that I speak to, generally women, that are on the back of narcissistic relationships, whether it be their ex, their husband, even their brother, father, whatever. And um, it's just huge. But like I say, I don't like that term. It's too overgeneralized. But the thing is, when you're when you have that kind of person in your life, they have to be right and they take no responsibility. And it makes those relationships incredibly challenging and it and it tests your resolve and your self-worth. Um, but just know that when you recognize that that's what's going on, that you can't win with them until the day they decide to take responsibility, which they probably won't. Um, just know that you're a good person and put yourself first and put your self-worth first, most importantly. Because I ended up in a situation a few weeks ago um, that ended up in physical violence again. I'm not even with him anymore. It was, we'd got back in touch and um, he helped me with something. And then I ended up, we ended up sharing a, a bottle of wine and then it all just went peak tong. And um, yeah. And that was the first time I was really scared of him not even from the first time it happened, but that time I was completely out of control. Um, and I, and I wish him, I wish him well, there's stuff going on, which ain't going to be making him feel any better, but, um, I'm still sending him love and healing and I still wish him that he can find some peace one day and actually takes responsibility for the behavior that he's displayed over many years 
Um, and as for the self-worth and the not settling, um, this is just another lesson for me to be able to demonstrate that here on this podcast and in my own life and to myself, most importantly, in terms of recognising that although I thought I'd done all the work and I wasn't settling, um, it was still there. That pattern was still there. And I know a lot of people have that pattern. I know a lot of people settle for a myriad of reasons, Um, but it does not bring true happiness. It does not bring true contentment. It very often hinders you in your own purpose, in your own life purpose, um, in how you live your life um, and the freedom. Ultimately, we all want the freedom to be who we who we are and, and do what we want to do. And when you settle in, generally that's not present a lot of the time. So I'm going to sign off there. As I say, a bit of a difficult one for me today. Managed to hold it together, which is good. And um, yeah, later today I'm excited because I'm actually interviewing the coaches that I'm working with at the moment, Guy and Alan Thirdman who are just awesome. They're brothers, just awesome individuals. So I'm really excited for that interview later um, and hoping that might go up next week or the week after. All right. I will love and leave you. And um, if anybody wants to reach out with what I've shared today, please, please feel free. If you enjoyed that conversation or were inspired in any way, please, please leave me a review on iTunes. It's the best way for other people to find my podcast and be inspired themselves. If you'd like to know more about me and my coaching, you can find me at melclarkcoaching.com, Clark with an E on the end, or email me at mel at melclarkcoaching.com.